up to Job chapter 12. That is where we will get started this morning. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to make your way over to Job, the 12th chapter. That's where we will begin. And once you find that passage, please open up to Proverbs chapter 30 and place a marker there. That is where we will spend most of our time, but we will get started in Job, the 12th chapter. So good to see all of you out this morning. It is truly a beautiful day, a wonderful day to worship and serve and honor our great and awesome God. We really appreciate all of the guests who are here with us. You all are our honored guests. We have several with us today, and we are so glad that you are here. Job chapter 12 is where we will get started here in a few moments. Our world seems to be very, very confused as to who laid the foundation of the earth or as to who stretched the line upon the earth, or who caused the dawn to know its place. Our world is very, very confused as to who entered into the springs of the sea and walked into the recesses of the deep. They are confused as to who has the knowledge of the gates of death or the knowledge of the gates of deep darkness. They are confused as to who is able to comprehend the expanse of the earth or who has entered into the storehouses of the snow or who has seen the storehouses of hail or from whose wound ice comes from. Our world is confused as to who placed a child in his mother's womb. Friends, we are living in a world that is very, very confused as to who created all things. Job would tell us in Job chapter 12 and verse 7, Ask the beast and they will teach you, the birds of the heavens and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth and they will teach you, and the fish of the sea will declare to you, who among all of these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every living thing. What Job is telling us is the beast, the birds, and the bushes all declare the glory of God. The wisdom, the power, the glory, and the majesty of God is seen and it is proclaimed in all of God's creation. And there are phenomenal lessons that we can take away by observing the wisdom of the wild. In Proverbs chapter 30, in Proverbs chapter 30, as Agur, the son of Jacob, looks into all of creation, he is filled with awe as he sees the wisdom of the wild. Proverbs chapter 30 in verse number 24, Agur says, There are four things on earth that are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong. Yet they provide their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a people not mighty. Yet they make their homes in the cliffs. The locusts have no king, yet all of them march in rank. The lizard can take you in your hands, yet it is in king's palaces. As Agur is observing the wild, 
He is filled with awe. He is filled with amazement. He is filled with wonder as he sees the ant harvesting food, as he sees the badger dwelling in rocks, as he sees the locust marching in rank. He is filled with awe and amazement as he sees the lizard dwelling in king's houses. As Agar looks at all of creation, he is filled with amazement as he hears the wisdom of God crying out to him in all of creation. There are phenomenal lessons that we can take away by observing the wisdom of the wild. The wisdom of God cries out in the ant who prepares for the future. In Proverbs chapter 30 and verse number 24, Agur says there are four things on earth that are small, but they are exceedingly wise. Verse 25, the ants are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in the summer. All of us have seen an ant. Ants are very small. They are tiny. They are seemingly insignificant. They are insects. They are able to be crushed. But despite their stature, God has placed in the mind of an ant wisdom. The wisdom to work. The wisdom to prepare, the wisdom to gather, to collect, to provide for himself during the summer so that when the winter months come, he will have all that he need. The wisdom of God cries out in the ant who prepares for the future. But not only he, the wisdom of God cries out in the badger who lives among the rocks. Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 24. Agur says, There are four things on earth that are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in the summer. Verse 26. The rock badgers are a people not mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliffs. The rock badger, another animal that is very small, an animal that is very tiny, an animal that is seemingly insignificant. They are an animal that are not very mighty. When someone sees a rock badger, they don't stop in their tracks. They're not startled. They don't take off and run. The rock badger could be considered the wimp of the animal kingdom. But despite who they are and despite their size, God has blessed them with wisdom. He has given them the mind to know that they are weak, to know that they are not strong, to know that they need protection, to know that they need to build their houses in the rocks so that they will be comforted, so that they would be secure, and so that they would be protected from animals that are much more mightier than they. God has placed in the mind of the badger the wisdom to build his house in the rocks. But not only he, God has placed in the mind of the locusts to work together. The locusts work together. Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 24. Agur says that there are four things on earth that are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a people not mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliffs. Verse 27, the locusts have no king, yet all of them march in rank. The locust, another animal that is very, very small, another animal that is very, very tiny, an insect, 
a mere grasshopper that is very small. As the prophet Isaiah is describing the frailty of man in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 22, he describes us as mere grasshoppers, locusts, a small, tiny animal. But despite their stature, God has placed in the mind of the locusts wisdom, the wisdom to work together. Yes, they are small, but they have strength in numbers. Locusts are an animal. They're an insect that travel in packs. Swarms of locusts take over entire cities, towns, and kingdoms. We see this all throughout Scripture. In Exodus chapter 10, it was the locusts that Moses called upon the Egyptians to terrify them and to encourage them to let God's people go. In Joel chapter 1, Joel describes this great locust invasion. He talks about how locusts took over the nation of Judah, and he describes them as an army of one. Though they are small, they work together. They travel in packs. They march in rank. God has placed in the mind of the locusts this wisdom to work together. But not only he, the wisdom of God, cries out in the lizard or the spider who dwell with kings. In Proverbs chapter 30, Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 24, Agur says that there are four things on earth that are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, Yet they provide their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a people not mighty. Yet they make their homes in the cliffs. The locusts have no king. Yet all of them march in rank. Verse 28. The lizard you can take in your hands. Yet it is in king's palaces. Some translations say the spider skillfully grasps with his hands. And it is in king's palaces. The point that Agur is trying to make is, though the lizard and though the spider are both very, very small, though one is a simple reptile and though one is a simple insect, though they are tiny, God has placed in the mind of each of these animals wisdom. The wisdom, the skill, and the discernment to, despite their size, make their way into the palace of a king. Oh, the lessons that we can learn by observing the wisdom of God that cries out to us in the wild. Today is September the 1st, 2019. And we, just like the ant, just like the badger, just like the locust, and just like the lizard or the spider, are very, very small. We are tiny. We are seemingly insignificant. Oh, we may think that we are so big. We may think that we are so bad. We may think that we are invincible. We may truly believe that this entire world revolves around us. But friends, as we consider the magnitude of this world We are truly small. When we consider the 
five billion other people in this world. When we consider the 8.7 million animal species that are in this world, when we consider the 250 billion stars that are in the Milky Way galaxy, and when we consider the 100 billion other galaxies outside of our galaxy that are all full of billions and billions of planets and billions and billions of stars, we are oh so small. But despite our stature, God has placed in the mind of us intelligence and wisdom. The type of wisdom and the type of intelligence to look out into all of his creation and hear his wisdom crying out to us. The psalmist says in Psalm 19 and verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. Oh, how thankful we should be that the heavens and the wild proclaim, tell, and declare the wisdom and the knowledge. The wisdom of God cries out to us from the ant. The ant who prepares for the future. And just as the ant prepares for the future, we must prepare for the future. And I'm not talking about having food, bread, and water, and clothing, and shelter. I'm not talking about being financially prepared. I'm not talking about having a 401k. I'm not talking about making sure your children have a a college education. I'm not talking about making sure you have a college education. Yes, yes, all of those things are important. But we must be prepared for the day of the Lord. That is what is most important. Because as Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 14 tells us, there is going to come a day when every single person will give an account for the things that he has done in his body, whether good or evil. And as the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 2 through 3, this day will come when we least expect it. It will come like a thief in the night. It will come when we think everything is great. People will be crying out, peace and security. I'm good. And then sudden terror will come upon us just as birth pains come upon a pregnant woman and no one will escape. Friends, this day is coming and we must be prepared for it. Satan will do every single thing in his power to make sure that we are not prepared for this great and awesome day. He is a liar and he is the father of lies, John chapter 8 and verse 44. And his sole mission, John 10 verse 10, is to still kill and destroy. Satan will do any and everything within his limited power to make sure that we are not prepared for that great and awesome day. And so we ask ourselves the question, how do I get myself ready? How do I prepare for this great and awesome day? Like the badger, we must live among the rocks. The only way that we will be prepared for that great and awesome day, the only way that we will be able to fight off the wiles of the devil is to, like the badger, live among the rock. 
Christ the solid rock on which we stand. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says the one who hears the Word of God and the one who does the Word of God, the one who obeys the Word of God, will be like a wise man or perhaps a wise badger who builds his house upon the rocks. And when the rains come, and when the floods descend, and when the wind beats upon the house, guess what will happen? The house will stand. Why? Because it was founded upon the rock. If we want to withstand all the wiles of the devil, if we want to be prepared for that great and awesome day, then we, like that badger, will build our houses upon the rock. Christ, the solid rock. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? They say, some say Elijah, some say one of the prophets, some say John the Baptist. Jesus says, well, who do you say that I am? Peter, as he so often does, speaks up and says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus responds, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven has revealed this to you. And Peter, on this rock, on your confession of faith, I will build my church. And guess what will happen? The gates of hell will never, ever, ever be able to prevail against it. Do you see it, friends? If we build our houses upon that firm foundation, if we build our houses upon the rock, Christ, the solid rock, we will be prepared for that great and awesome day. Nothing, no power of hell and no scheme of man will ever be able to pluck us from our Lord's almighty hand. We must build our houses upon the rock. But not only that, If we want to be prepared for this great and awesome day, then we, like the locusts, must work together. The locusts work together. They travel in packs. This is what God expects of His children. We are in a spiritual battle, and God does not expect us to fight alone. That's why He gave us each other. All of us are important. All of us are significant. All of us have a very special and a very beautiful talent or ability that make up the kingdom of God. And no one in the kingdom of God should ever think that he is above this group or below this group. We are all equal in the sight of God. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as he is speaking of the, of the beauty of the, of the unity and the diversity in the kingdom of God, he says if one member weeps, we all weep. And if one member rejoices, we all rejoice because we are in this together. Our goal is to make known Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10. Make known the manifold wisdom of God to the heavenly places. Our goal is to glorify, to magnify, and to lie our Lord and Savior to all of creation and we need each other to do this. This was God's plan for us. This was his eternal purpose, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11, from the very beginning of time. May we, may we work together just like the locusts. And when we do all of this, when we build our houses upon the rock, when we work together and are prepared for the future, there will come a day when we, just like the lizard and just like that spider, will dwell with our king. God gave the lizard and he gave the spider, despite their size, everything that they needed to make their way into the palace of a king. 
And God still today has given us, despite our size, everything that we need to one day dwell with our king. Second Peter chapter one and verse three tells us that we have been given every single thing that we need that pertains to life and godliness. We've been given everything that we need to one day dwell with our king, God, our king. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. It is he who sits high and lofty on his exalted throne. It is the train of his robe that fills the temple. It is all creation that cries out to him glory. It is all creation that cries out to him. Holy is the Lord. It is all creation that cries out to him. Blessed be the Lord of all creation. This is the king of all creation. This is the centerpiece of civilization. He is a shelter in the time of storm. He is our rock. He is our fortress. He is our king. And he has sent his only begotten son to come to this earth to suffer, to die, and to rise as a victorious warrior who is riding on a white horse, who is wearing a robe that is dipped in blood, and on that robe is transcribed, King of kings and Lord of lords. And for this reason, All of us can look forward to the day when we surround the throne of God and we cry out to him in all praise and all adoration. The Apostle John in Revelation chapter 7 paints a beautiful picture of this wonderful, wonderful day when we will all dwell with our King. Revelation chapter 7, starting in verse number 9. John says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and on the Lamb. And all of the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes? And from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, guess what? They are before the throne of God, and they serve Him day and night in His temple, and He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They will hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. Verse 17, For the Lamb is in the midst of the throne, will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to the springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear away from their eyes." Oh, how wonderful that day will be when we are all surrounding the throne of our God, dwelling with our King. But the only way that we can make that happen is by being prepared for that great and awesome day. And we are prepared by building our houses, building our foundation, establishing ourselves upon Christ, the solid rock, working together in unity as one and one day we will surround the king of glory giving him all praise honor and glory
you're here this morning and you are not a Christian, this is the perfect opportunity to become one. You do so by hearing the Word of God, believing the Word of God, believing that Jesus Christ is God's Son, confessing uh, your, your faith in Him, repenting and turning away from your sins, and having your sins completely washed away, buried in the watery grave of baptism, rising forth, walking in newness of life. If you've done that before, but you've made mistakes and you would like to make things right, or if you have any other spiritual need that we can help you with, please come to the front while we stand and sing the